Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for listening. This is a new dialogue by Barbara J. Joseph. Since this week has been a very eventful week, Georgia had its runoff election, and um, then something happened down in the Capitol. And um, it just reminded me how emotionally involved people can be. And get involved in things that they're allowing their emotions to take control over. I just could not imagine myself getting upset and going to a public building and trying to destroy it or even attack people. So I don't know what state of mind those people were under. I just can't see myself participating in something like that. And I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe it was just the adrenaline that was kicking in. And that made them not realize if you are dealing with a federal building, you're liable to be facing federal charges. And so to me, it wasn't about a black issue or white issue or pro-Trump issue or uh, anti-government issue. It was ignorance. It was just complete ignorance, complete, complete ignorance, complete foolish people, silly, 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 dumb people taking matters into their own hands in a very childish way. And so it got me thinking about how God wants to remind me that, Barbara, I have your best interests at heart. I have your best interests at heart. You don't have to go and fight and argue and beat yourself up because I have your best interests at heart. I've started reading um, the book of Genesis and I've read the Bible before, but I, I'm, I'm doing a read the Bible in a year uh, from the Daily Bread if you sign up for their email subscription, they, they send you a um, email of different Bible verses. But on top, it says read the Bible in a year and it gives you the links for the chapters that you should read. And I was just so grateful to read Genesis and see how God continuously told Abraham, I will provide for you. In so many ways, God said, I will provide for you. And I believe that that's where we are in a society where we really need to listen to God because God is providing for us. But some of us don't know that. So we're going out there and we're taking matters into our own hands. And I have to tell you, I am. I'm good for that. I'm good for that to where I'm like, I'm going to handle this. But I have to trust that the way I handle it is not the way God is going to handle it. And then usually God does it. Um, in a better light, in a better manner, in a more efficient way. God knows all the players involved. He knows the beginning, the end, the middle. He knows everything. So I can never rely on my own understanding to handle things the same way God is able able to handle it. So I just want to make this podcast this week to inspire anyone, if you're going through something, to understand that God can handle it better than you can handle it. And so to learn to trust God Because seeing what happened at the Capitol, it just really showed me that people have lost faith in God and lost faith in themselves. And this was the lashing out that that reflected that. I mean, like, you've got to be some kind of nut to think you can get away with that. 
And that really goes to show that people are suffering uh, in more ways than one. I mean, you hear mental health is an issue. You hear um, people committing suicide. And it just makes me wonder, what is it that you you feel like you need? Because I believe if you, if you really learn to trust the power that's within you, you will see that whatever it is that you need, God can provide it. And sometimes it's just to be reminded that you're loved. It's just to be reminded that you matter. It's just to be reminded that somebody's thinking of you. That's something that's all it needs. There are many people who are suffering right now because they feel unloved. They feel unworthy. They feel like they don't mean anything to anyone. And it's not true. There's somebody who loves you. There's somebody who cares about you. There's someone who wants you to love, live life joyfully, abundantly. But if you don't believe that to be the case then you'll take matters into your own hands. So I want to focus on that this week, not taking matters into our own hands. As I said, I am good for that. I am good for that. I mean, I have good reasons too. Um, I'll tell you guys a little bit of story about myself so that you can um, understand why this podcast is so important to me. Well, I was born in Haiti and I came to America when I was seven years old and My mother stayed in Haiti, and I wouldn't see my mother until 2007 when she came. So this was 1989. I left Haiti. Didn't see my mother again until 2007. Didn't go to Haiti to visit her, and she wasn't able to come to America. So most of the time was spent with my dad and my stepmother. And I can't say why my dad was the way he was, and I can't say why my stepmother was the way she was. But I can tell you that I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. I didn't feel like I anybody concerned about me, besides my older siblings. Mostly Wisdom, my older sister Wisdom, and my other sister Linda. But overall, I just felt like, you know, I didn't matter. I honestly felt like that. And so whenever I had a not, an opportunity to take matters into my own hand, I would. So I ended up working when I was 16. And once I started working, it was like the ties were severed. Like I didn't depend on my dad for nothing. I mean, I didn't do it before, but I mean, like, I was really just living in that house. I checked out because it was just like none of my needs were being met. My emotional needs, my spiritual needs, my financial needs, my physical needs, nothing was being met. So I I just checked out. So I grew up in the habit of standing up for myself, defending myself, speaking up for myself. And I I didn't realize it, but I was so angry. I was such an angry child. And I don't know why, but... I mean, I have reasons why, but I just never learned that I can, I can be somebody. I can do something. I can have something. I always felt like, you know, every time I push forward, um, I got, I pushed, I stepped two foot. I took 10 feet forward. I got pushed back 15. And that was my mindset. I had really believed that when it rained, it poured. And so it would be years before I actually realized that that wasn't the case. But when you're telling a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, even a 25-year-old that life can be better, that's 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 not really what they want to hear. And so for a long time, I look at it in my military career. I remember one time I was in, uh, <laughs> I was in the military and I was having a hard time with my job. I don't know why, but I was all the way in uh, Indian Springs. And I remember sending an email to the chief. 
And at the time I had known, I had just gone into the Air Force and I didn't understand how the protocol was. I didn't understand that you should talk to your supervisor and then take it from, you know, follow the chain of command. I just emailed my chief. And I remember he responded back to the email. I don't know how he received it, but you're talking about, uh, I was an E3 and he was an E9. I emailed him, emailed him. And that's to show you how bold I was. I emailed him telling him how, how I felt about the situation. I didn't understand how the procedure was. I still was newly to the Air Force. Um, I didn't have a mentor or anyone who was in the Air Force to tell me, okay, this is how this will go. And I just learned as I went along. But I emailed that chief. And and then it wasn't just that email. It was several other people who I had a coming to Jesus meeting with. Like I sat people who were my superior, like as if they were my colleague. I'm like, I'm, I'm taking matters into my own hand. I'm going to talk to whoever I need to talk to. If I need to talk to this person, let me have a minute with them. I'm going to tell them how I really feel. And I did that quite a few times in the military. But I was just an example to show you that's the kind of person I am to where I would just like, if I needed to do something, I'm going to do it. But now I learned at almost 40 years old that there is a time to speak. Even in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says that there's a time to speak and there's a time to listen. And so God showed me. There is a time to speak, but you also need to know there is a time to listen. And that was the area that I need to grow in. Time to listen, Barbara. Listen, listen. And what I learned from listening is that God will give you an answer to a problem you have. So instead of me going to say, hey, so-and-so, do you have X, Y, Z? God will say, God will tell me who to go ask or go some or do something before I would take a chance on um, so-and-so. But when I learned to listen, God told me whether or not that person was going to be of use to me or not. Was that person going to be able to help me or not? So rather than finding out and being disappointed or, you know, rolling the dice, so to speak, or playing Russian roulette, God already gave me the answer, so I had to learn. Stop taking matters into your own hand, Barb. Stop taking matters into your own hand. Pray without ceasing. And that's why I try to tell people because I have am I am reaping the rewards of letting God handle my situation. Letting God tell me what should I do? Where should I go? How should I do it? You know, if you read about um in the Bible, God provided the Israelites cloud by day and fire by night. They were trusting God to lead them to where it's like, if during the day you're going to get guidance, even at night, you're going to get guidance. It's not going to be like, okay, you're going to get guidance for about four hours and then you're going to stop. No, it's like 24 hour guidance. I'm providing you 24 hour guidance. I'm guiding you every day of your life. I'm leading you every day of your life. I am speaking life over you every day of your life. Every single day of your life, I am providing for you. And once I started to learn that, that's when I started to surrender, not out of fear, but out of reverence, having that respect, that understanding that there is a God who is leading me into all truth. Because you have to remember, I grew up where I didn't feel like I was being guided. I wasn't, my best interest was not put into the forefront. So you get into that survival mindset where you got to go. It's like, hey, if I, if, I, if I don't do it, I'm going to die. 
If I don't get it, then I'm not going to make it. If, and, you know, you get into that mindset like I got to take matters into my own hand because why? My welfare is at hand. My well-being is at hand. My survival is at hand. So I got to do anything necessary. I have to go out and hustle. I have to do it because if I don't do it, I could die. If I don't do it, I can be hungry. If I don't do it, I could be embarrassed. If I don't do it, I could be hurt. So I got to go out there and hustle. That's the mindset that I had. But then God showed me, it was like, you're not going to die. Barbara, when you, it's time for you to die, you, you're not, this is not how you're going to die. <laughs> you know, That's not how it's going to happen. My ways are past finding out, Barbara. That's not how it's going to happen. But I know the things that you need and I will provide them. If you read that in the, uh, Matthew chapter 7. God says, look at the lilies of the field. Do I not dress them more than, do I, do I not provide for them? Or do I, or is the birds of the air, do I not feed them? Do I not provide for them? How much more are you? And and then just being in that place where you're like, God will provide. God is a provider. God is a sustainer. When I release that need to control, it's so surprising because I had to learn the Bible before I had to understand how the law of attraction, law of gravity, law of universe. I mean, law of gravity, you learn that in school, but how these universal laws actually work. I had to learn the Bible to understand it is because here's the thing. When you hold a thought in mind, whether it's good or bad, like let's say you, you're like, you're thinking about, you're running late for work and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm running late. The boss is going to fire me. The boss is going to be fire me. You're running late. So you think that the boss is going to fire you. Don't be surprised. If you get to work, you get fired. You get fired. And the thing is, you'll get to the job and you do get fired. And you'll be like, well, you see, I knew what I was running late. But what you fail to realize is that energy that you put out there. Because I've done that where I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. And then I had to remind myself, I'm making perfect timing. All is well. I'm making perfect timing. Sure enough, where I was supposed to go, the person's not even there. So I ended up being there early. I ended up being there early. Or that person understands. it, like, oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. But had I put that energy out there, that negative energy, that something bad was going to happen, that's exactly what it is. So when I'm I'm releasing things to God, I'm in a place where I know something good is going to happen. And so if I if I know that, not believe, I know something good is going to happen. And guess what? Something good is going to happen. Because if you're not trusting God, then you're trusting your fears. You're trusting the devil, so to speak. You're trusting failure. You're trusting... Uh, things that are not going to be beneficial to you. But when you learn to trust in God, you're trusting for the good. Because God, good, just put an extra O in there. God is good. And so you're trusting in the good. You're trusting in the good. And you're trusting the being that God is. That's what you're doing. When you are trusting God, you're trusting in the good. And so I learned to do that more often. And you can see there's certain situations that I would like to have an answer to. But I'm trusting God to give me the answer at the right time in the right way. Because if I take matters into my own hand, I'm operating out of fear. And if there's one thing you do when you operate out of fear, you attract more fear into your life. You attract more situations that cause you fear. Because it could be the same situation for both parties, but one person is looking at it one way and another person is looking at it the other way. 
they're both right but it's the one that you are giving your attention to it's like the way i like to explain to people imagine you're in the dark and you have a boogeyman and you have somebody who a massage therapist i want to give you a massage you know <laughs> like so you have the boogeyman or you have the massage therapist and you have one flashlight Whichever one you direct your flashlight to, let's say the boogeyman is on the right and the massage therapist is on the, uh, on the left. If you take your flashlight and you direct it towards the boogeyman, you're not going to see the massage therapist that's on your left. You're only going to see the boogeyman. And the same way if you take that flashlight and you put it towards the uh, massage therapist, you won't see the boogeyman on your on your right. You're only going to be able to see whichever one gets your flashlight. Whichever one gets your attention is what you're going to see the most of. So learning to trust God and releasing these things into the universe, releasing things into the atmosphere and trust that it's going to benefit you, gives you a peace. And as you are at peace, your mind is at peace. The more you think of whatever is lovely, the more you will attract those things. So learning to trust God and not taking matters into your own hand is a sign that you have peace. You are at peace with yourself and you are at peace with whatever the situation comes in, comes from. But when you're holding on to it, that means you have fear. You have fear and you're going to attract more situations to cause you be, to be afraid. And you're not going to like it. So I just pray that, you know, you, you got a good message from this. I hope to have a guest next week. And, you know, people's schedules are funny. So if I have to share words of wisdom with you again next week, that's what I'll do. But I hope to have a guest, somebody who can... Uh, share words of wisdom with you, inspire you for next episode. But, you know, I'm sure you enjoy listening to me because I enjoy talking to you. So whatever works is what's going to work. I want to close out with prayer and pray that you are acknowledging that God wants to see you prosper. I want you to acknowledge that. I use that word intentionally. I want to acknowledge that because it's always been there. But if you don't pay attention, you don't know it, you don't acknowledge it, then you'll be missing out. So I'm going to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment, this time, this second that we are able to hear each other, Lord. I thank you that you put the words of wisdom in my mouth so that I may share with your people. Lord, we need more right, wise people, Lord. We can have book knowledge, we can have street knowledge, but wisdom comes from God. And we pray that we have a better relationship with you so that we can, we, we, we can get more wisdom, Lord. Your scripture says, seek knowledge, seek wisdom, seek understanding, Lord. Help me to be more of a, a wise woman, a woman of understanding, and a woman who has knowledge that she can utilize to empower herself and others, Lord. It's one thing to have knowledge, but if you can't apply it, it's not serving you any good. So, Father, I thank you for using me at such a time as this to speak words of wisdom to your people. I pray that they receive it in good a joy and gladness and that it will not return back to me void. Father, I pray that you bless them this week more than they've ever been blessed before. And I pray that they understand the purpose and the meaning of having a relationship with you. And I pray that they acknowledge your their, your presence in their life. It's not right for them to go through life empty. It's not right for them to be broken and sad and in disarray. Lord, it's not right. You give perfect peace, Lord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, Father, I pray that you free those people who are in bondage of any sort. I pray that you give them the spirit of love and joy and compassion so that they may go and do what you've called them to do. There's a reason why we're here. And I pray that they all are desiring to know what that is and put into full gear. 
Father, I thank you. It's in your great name I pray these things. Amen. All right, lovies. Thank you for listening. I look forward to being with you in another episode. Please make sure to subscribe and share to your friends with your friends and family. Thank you. Stay blessed. Thank you.